episode number one, the inaugural episode of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. How to Persevere in Faith in Challenging Times. So it's all about helping people rise to their highest potential by the ministry of encouragement. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people. Welcome to the Be Encouraged uh, podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. I'm pleased to uh, be your host for this podcast. My name is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. I'm a pastor and uh, been about pastor for about 40 years. It's my privilege to have Bishop Julius C. Trumbull as my friend for a similar uh, length of time. We went to school together and have a long-going relationship, and it's my thrill that uh, to be a part of his brand new podcast, which is called To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. You can get to this podcast by going to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. And also through Apple Podcasts and the other podcast directories. But it's my pleasure and privilege to welcome to the inaugural episode of the Be Encouraged podcast, Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop, welcome to your own podcast. Thank you, Brad. It's uh, a great launch this podcast and to do it with a friend here. But we we go back a ways, both through seminary and, and we had the same graduate school where we earned our doctorates from. Thank you for all your expertise and certainly for your guidance as we launch this podcast. This is all about being encouraged. I think it doesn't require action from the Congress or action from General Conference for us to encourage one another. I'm the beneficiary of many, many years of uh, encouragement. This year marks 40 years since I was first ordained. I celebrate that I would not be uh, have become a pastor or certainly not a bishop I had it not been for encouragement all along the way. I first give thanks to God and to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, for this opportunity. I also want to give a shout out to my partner in marriage and ministry, First Lady Raiselda Granberry Trimble, who often would say, I'm excited and enthusiastic about the word of God, the people of God, and the opportunity to encourage others. Brad, so Let's get started with uh, the Be Encouraged podcast. 
Well, let's do that. And we call this the uh, To Be Encouraged podcast, uh, Bishop Trumbull. The theme that you have in your life and your ministry and even your personal mission statement, it's all about being encouraged. Can you go there for just a second about your personal mission statement and about how that informs what you do and everything? Yes, my personal mission statement predates me being a bishop or actually predates me or it's earlier, earlier in ministry. And both my wife and I shaped mission statements around helping others and encouraging others. Mine is to encourage all people. Uh, notice I said all, all people with the love of Jesus Christ to rise to their highest potential. Often for short, people just know it as be encouraged. So it's all about helping people rise to their highest potential by the ministry of encouragement. And I do that as a disciple and follower of Jesus Christ. I don't knock other religions or other faith expressions. I'm just on the journey to be a faithful follower of Christ and to encourage others with that love that I think transcends all cultures, all races, and all faith expressions. Well, I think it's a, a wonderful uh, mission statement and informs everything that we're going to be doing here in the Be Encouraged uh, podcast. And to tell the folks a little bit, what can they can expect? What kind of topics are we going to address? What kind of people are we going to be uh, talking to? What this is going to be all about when people tune in for a little bit to hear your voice? I think this is going to be an opportunity to hear me speak in some depth on, on issues of faith, on issues of church and society, on issues of justice, uh, on love, uh, scripture passages. We're going to hear from others talking about contemporary issues and challenges in our society relative to church-related higher education, whether to persons who are new in ministry, how do you navigate uh, all of the quick cha- trans- transitions and changes that are happening so, so fast in society? How can we be fully human? And how can we also recognize that we can contribute to a, the pursuit of beloved community? So a lot of what I have to say and a lot of the people that we're going to have on our, our podcast are going to help us drive that train towards an understanding of beloved community as we talk about contemporary issues of church and society. And we're going to get into that in just a a moment here about faith and church and society. And in that process, we're going to speak to many of these issues that are the forefront of our world right now, Uh, racism, voting rights, uh, human sexuality, the ecological issues, family, faith, the church, the crisis in the church, all these type of things. We're going to address those, all of those things, aren't we? Absolutely. I know, I heard this from a colleague uh, every Thursday, well, once a month on Thursdays, I meet with uh, other judicatory religious leaders in Indianapolis, Indiana, representing a number of uh, other Christian denominations. And uh, I, in a recent meeting, I heard one of my colleagues say, I know that joy, joy shared is doubled. And sorrow shared is cut in half. Mm. Uh, that means that whenever we have an opportunity to share joy or, or glory sighting or a blessing, that literally doubles its impact because we're multiplying it. And when we're able to share sorrow, that cuts that pain and that sorrow in half. Uh, I think it's really connected with Galatians 6 and 2, where the writer Paul or whoever, the writer of Galatians says, we are to bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So part of what it means to be a follower of Christ is not just to share the good days, but also the things that may bring us sorrow. So for example, we've talked on a number of occasions about the impact of the global pandemic, the people that have been lost, 
the people that we know that have been sick and hospitalized and how that has impacted our society and created created disruption in, even in our worship experience and worship gathering. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the things that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. Yes, we, we will. And just to, uh, so we're going to do that. You, as you said about sharing the joy, it looks uh, basically every week, we're going to be coming to you to share a word of encouragement about your life. And just to set uh, the context as we move forward here, Bishop Julius C. Trimble is the Bishop of the Indiana area of the United Methodist Church. And he'll say more about his background as we go along, but he's been in mission and ministry for 40 something years. He has really a heart for people and heart for the church, but also heart for the matters that matter. And in the context we're at right now, we are basically entering, uh, we're two years into this really amazing COVID crisis. We're in what some people call the Omicron uh, phase or wave of this. More people are hospitalized now than probably ever have been in the whole crisis we've had. And it impacts individuals. It certainly has impacted my own family, the people we know, and uh, and also our churches and the world and our hospital staffs and people that we deal with. And so that can be, pre- that is one thing, Bishop, that can be pretty discouraging is dealing with that. We also have other situations in the world with, with racism and voting rights and human sexuality, all kinds of things, which can be discouraging. And so let's talk for today and the next couple of weeks about how do we continue to be encouraged during discouraging times? I think we can call this kind of being persevering with encouragement. And today I want us to talk a, a little bit about faith, a faith response in discouraging times. And so let's just go there, uh, Bishop. Uh, faith, what is Help define that for us here. Well, the Bible talks about the meaning of faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, right from the book of Hebrews 11. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. It is indeed by faith that our ancestors received approval. We have to believe that, that God exists and believe that our lives matter. So I have faith in tomorrow, not because I know everything that's going to happen tomorrow, but I know that God will be present with me and with us tomorrow. We are created in the image of God. David Field, United Methodist theologian and ecumenical officer for the United Methodist Church, has a new book called called Our Purpose is Love. And he reminds the reader that that we have been created in the image of God means that we are literally connected to God and we are created to reflect God's character by loving God and loving neighbors. I often say, if you can't remember anything uh, core to the Christian witness in how to be encouraged and to be an encourager, remember this, love God, love neighbor, love God, love neighbor. God, this is, I'm I'm again quoting from his book, Our Purpose is Love. God has a mission in the world and love is at the heart of that mission. So what's our responsibility? Well, in in a word, it's to spread the transforming love save salvific love of Jesus Christ. And, and I think that can help us even, especially going through crisis and especially at a time like this global pandemic. Uh, how do we demonstrate uh, not vitriol one towards another or not, or not angst or anger or frustration, but how do we hang on to that faith and bolster each other's faith with uh, the medicine and message of love. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's a great book for us to refer to as well. What's the title of the book and the author again, please? 
David Feel, Our Purpose is Love. Our Purpose is Love. Now, here's my question for you, Bishop, as we kind of unpack this whole thing about faith in the midst of a pandemic. What are our challenges of having this purpose of love and faith in a world which is falling apart, it seems, at some times, and also where there's a lot of folks, we may want to love them, but they can be kind of unlovable sometimes. <laughs> so what are, I guess I'm getting with you, what are some of the challenges we have to this uh, situation of faith and love? I think the challenge, one of the challenges we have, uh, the whole notion of bringing about change through uh, proximity. Brian, I think it's Brian Stevenson, who does a lot of work around social justice and persons who've been incarcerated. Uh, and he's done a lot with the Equal Justice Institute and his book, Just Mercy, talks about proximity, that in order to really address the change of problem, whether it's racism or whether it's whether it's hatred or ideological difference, that there has to be the willingness to get close enough to those other persons and close enough to, to the problem or the challenge in order to address it. That, that in and of itself is a challenge. I often say that sometimes it is necessary to pray at a distance. Hmm. In other words, if you and I are going to just blow up when we see each other, maybe I just need to pray for you at a distance. Maybe I need to ask God to do what you or I have been unable to do in terms of conversation and commitment or, or consensus. And so it's not easy. I often say just because something is hard, doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. It means we need help in doing it. So I, I give thanks and praise to God that God does not expect to do, expect us to do everything by ourselves. I like the words of the late Congressman John Lewis, who says, everybody can do something. You don't have to do everything. I think it's uh, awesome what you're saying there. It's, that's kind of faith in action, isn't it? You know, you, you, we can sit back and we can talk about faith. We can mm-hmm. pontificate about it, even preach sermons about it, what have you. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing to be engaged in active faith. So let's go there for a second. How can, what are some practical means that we can live out our faith uh, actively? What are some actions that we can take? I think participating in our local communities at every level uh, is way, one way we can bring action to our faith. And in the Indiana Conference, United Methodist Church, we have a movement, I call it a movement called Children Matter Most. And basically, it is a ministry of encouragement saying to churches and individuals, if you're close to a school, if you're close to wherever children are, you can not only pray for them, but maybe you're, you can embrace a ministry that has an impact on children. I strongly encourage a persons to consider becoming foster parents, to consider becoming adoptive parents. And if you are not a foster parent or adoptive parent, how might you be supportive of those who are? We have three children, uh, three children's homes who provide all kinds of services for the most vulnerable and often difficult, difficult cases uh, where children have not, don't have safe homes. And we have been supportive of that. I, I, I say that everyone can find something at a local level to be engaged in through our local congregations, through our local communities, through our boys and girls clubs, or any organization that is having an impact for children and or others, elder care, for example. Sure. So there are, all kind, there are all kinds of things that we can engage in that are expressions of our Christian witness as well. I love that because... We're really talking here about connecting up with and reaching out to the most vulnerable of our society, uh, children and others who are underserved or in need. 
And when you do that, uh, I think we can, you, we can go to a spiritual place. When you live out your faith, you get affirmed that, uh, okay, when we see that child served or that elder person who has been comforted, there is a God. There is something bigger. Mm-hmm. There is something bigger than just a good deed done. There is a spiritual realm to this. And so let's go there for a second. Let's talk about kind of spirituality and faith in terms of perhaps even spiritual warfare. Uh, Let's talk about what happens to people when they live out a faithful life. Maybe something out of scripture, maybe something out of your own experience about the spiritual realm when it comes to a life of faith and even going against the evil one. So you have anything to say about that? I think uh, in the the Bible, it talks about what Galatians it talks about the uh, the work of the spirit versus the work of the flesh. And and there is this notion, it's not just a notion, what we are up against not are in the act spiritual forces and the evil often in high places. So I believe that one of our greatest weapons, if you will, is our foundation in prayer. Second Chronicles 714, if my people, God speaks through the writer, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, and pray, uh, then I will hear them from heaven. So I think our, our first weapon, if you will, or our first defense and offense is to be grounded in prayer. Often people make reference to spiritual as related to our relationship and our walk with God. Some people say they're spiritual, but they're not religious. Uh, some people, and, and I heard one author say, well, when people say they're spiritual but not religious, they are sometimes neither spiritual or religious. Hmm. Uh, so when we say we walk with God, often that's expressed through our particular religion. I happen to be a Christian who is a United Methodist. That's my denominational expression. But I also have a spiritual relationship, a spiritual, I, 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 I am working on my own spiritual growth, my relationship with God. So that I might be fortified uh, and be prepared, as my mother would say, when you leave the house, she will say, put on the whole armor of the Lord. Mm. Uh, Because wherever you go, you're going to be faced uh, with all kinds of challenges, the spiritual as well as the temporal. Yeah, we've run into folks quite often, really, especially during this time of COVID and just a protracted time of stress, not only COVID, but, you know, economically and racially and all kinds of things are just happening in our world. But someone will say something, and I know I've experienced this recently, oh, my faith has waned, or I've lost my faith, or my faith left me. So what do you think are some responses we can make as Christians, men and women of faith, church folks of faith? What kind of responses can we make to folks who have this experience, either in their families, or our churches, co-workers, so on. Someone who says, my faith is waned or my faith is gone. I think we need to listen and, and, and we need to not contradict them when they say my faith is waned or my faith is gone. But this is an, uh, is an opportunity, personal encouragement to say your faith may, may have waned and you, your, you may feel as though your faith is gone. But I want to walk with you because I am evidence that God cares about you. And so I'm an expression of your faith. Mm-hmm. So, so as a friend or as a, as a friend or a witness, a Christian witness, we can actually bolster someone's faith who says, my faith is, is waning, my faith is gone. I prayed to God and this did not happen the way I expected to happen. I, I was hoping that my loved one would be, would be with me for next year's anniversary celebration and they died. Uh, my faith is, is waning. Your faith may have waned, but your faith is not lost. Your faith is not lost because 
it is not just about our belief in God. I think it's also God's belief in us. That's where, where, where grace is so important. Mm. The unmerited love that God has for us, the favor that has been placed uh, inside of us uh, is still there even when our faith has waned. So grace is not we, grace has not left us even when our faith has waned. And so it's a matter of living long enough and others often being the conduit for which God can resurrect, if you will, that faith, that spark, that hope. Uh, and often when people say their faith is waned, it's because hope has been dashed. Yes. There's, yes. there's something, something, something has happened or, or something has not happened that has dashed their, their, their sense of hope. Sometimes it's a season. Hmm. Uh, it's a season. And sometimes uh, it is something that really requires us simply uh, walk alongside those persons. And certainly that's a time when someone comes to us or we're aware that someone says, my faith is waning or my faith is lost. It's not the time for anything that could be construed as condemnation or judgment. That's the time for grace and love and care and presence. And I think you used a good word a few minutes ago, listening as mm-hmm. well in terms of this, because uh Faith is challenged these days. I noticed that Google does a Google does a report. You know, they're a search engine. The report at the end of the each year in the year twenty one, they said what was the top searches in Google, and the top search item in Google for twenty twenty one was the phrase "How can I heal? How can wow. I heal?" And uh, so I just think it says a lot about the hunger that people have for uh, healing and wholeness and completeness and dealing with a lack of faith and things of that nature. So let's turn then from that kind of thing to what then can we build on? Um, What are some ways that people can build their faith or reconstruct something here? Or what are some practices or things that you do or that we can do in the church that help people build faith? You know, there's lots of images here in Hebrews 11. I look at that of people who had Abel and Noah and Abraham and so on who had their faith challenged and still came through. But I'm just what your take on this. How do we build faith? I'm going to again re- refer to Our Purpose is Love. The, it's, the subtitle to David Field's book, Our Purpose is Love, is the Wesleyan way to be the church. Mm. And the, one of the things we know from the Wesleyan pers- uh, perspective and Wesleyan theology is that small groups or, or the, the walking alongside people, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, well, where two or three are gathered, uh, we 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 know that we can draw strength one from another. So I think one of the one of the practices that I have is to draw strength from others uh, through prayer and through covenant accountability. I have a, a cabinet group, a group of folks. We all you, read the same daily devotional, the upper room daily devotional. Uh, we follow the lectionary, the, the scripture reading for the day uh, and for the week, and we pray one for another. Prayer partners. I think we could, if we could multiply the people that I say that say I I pray for you, Brad. You pray for me. Then I know that uh, that I can I can make it. I know that I can make it. Not my and my faith can be bolstered and my hope can be fortified because I know that I'm not walking this life journey in isolation. A couple of things that are just so important. Three things at least I heard from what you just shared there. Small groups and. And a part of the small groups could be accountability partners. 
And then also daily, the daily discipline of scripture and devotion. And I think that's so important to building our faith because you, you can be disciplined even when you don't feel like it. You know, I went and worked out this morning. I didn't really feel like it at my local <laughs> gym, you know, rolled out of bed and went anyhow, you know, and we tend to want to have daily habits of uh, eating and drinking and things like that. we got to do stuff on a daily basis. If we do that, that's going to be a good thing. But I think one of the things I think is interesting about our time here, and we can be creative a little bit, and maybe some things like the Be Encouraged podcast can be helpful to people, is to find other ways to making that connection. For instance, some people met in small groups, Sunday school classes, what have you, in person, and maybe more and more that's happening over Zoom and things like that. We've got to be very intentional about it. And so I just think that's a part of what we need to be. We have to be intentional about our faith building personally and with others. Go with that for a second. What are some ways we can be intentional in our faith building with other people? Yeah, I was in a meeting just recently and and during the course of the meeting, someone was uh, saying they had had done something that that they felt like disappointed the the group and so forth. And uh, one of our colleagues said, just stopped them and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Oh, man. And it was such a powerful moment. Uh, there was a little smile and maybe even a little laughter, because, but, but, the, but, but it, it was so meaningful. But the sentiment was real, right? It was real. It was yeah. real. Sure. Uh, and you said the top Google search in 2021 was how can I heal? I believe God can use a podcast to communicate to someone that they are loved in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Your healing has already started. And that's the message that I think we can, we can, we can share. Uh, We can share that without restrictions, without cost that people can hear in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever you've done, you are forgiven. Go forth, sin no more. Begin your healing right now. Well, that that's awesome. And that also is a tool for perseverance, a tool for perseverance that we can keep going on to, to do to do that. And that's part of our uh, mission. I know it's part of your mission here is one of the reasons you wanted to do uh, the Be Encouraged podcast is to be an ongoing voice of encouragement for, for folks and to uh, speak into their life. And we're taught today about faith and we're going to continue this process over the next couple of our episodes. We're going to talk about perseverance and being encouraged in that about the church on another episode and about society, how we reflect that uh, in the future. Let's give a little preview of that. How important is it that we persevere in our church, in our society, as just a tidbit of what we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks? I think our churches are, are essential to the healing of the world. Someone had said in the past, you know, if your church disappeared, would, the, would your community miss it? And, and I hope the answer is yes, because I hope that our churches, small or large, they're located. There was an accident just recently of a helicopter that crashed. Was it in Philadelphia? I don't know if you saw that news. Oh, yeah, story. it was in the news. Yes, I saw that. Right. Yes. And people survived, crashed right next to a church. Uh, I'd like to think that uh, it's too often when there's so often when there helicopter crashes, people don't survive. Right. Uh, I, I like to think that there's something symbolic about that, uh, that 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 next to the church, that, that somehow that that, the, that that God's presence made a difference. And I pray that the, that the pilot and others will recover from that accident. We are so important, our witness, our church's witness, so important 
for people to recognize that this life journey uh, can happen full of joy, even when we are faced with all of the interruptions of life. I believe that joy does not have to be compromised, nor do we have to assume that we cannot walk this journey with others. There's an African proverb that says, if you want to walk fast, walk alone. But if you want to walk far, walk together. The church is an opportunity. Uh, In fact, the only organization that's really organized for people that are not already in it. It's the church. Yeah. <laughs> our purpose, our purpose is really not for those, but for those who have not yet uh, not become part of it. So the church matters tremendously. You'll hear me say that during the podcast. But people inside of the church matter, and I'd like to dedicate uh, this first uh, podcast to Mrs. Louise Oliver from Cleveland, Ohio, a laywoman who passed recently in recent weeks. I remember going to Cleveland, Ohio as a new pastor. Uh, then they then they called me a young pastor. Yeah. Uh, now now I'm an elder in, in the church. But I remember coming and hearing her sing in the gospel choir, uh, leading the song, I Got a Robe, a spiritual. I got a robe. You got a robe. All God's children got a robe. When I get to heaven, I'm going to put on my robe and I'm going to shout all over God's heaven. Louise Oliver was just a wonderful spirit. And she and her husband and her family were great encouragers to whoever the pastor would be. And when I came to be the new pastor, God always plants people like that in the church. And I was blessed by um, Mrs. Oliver, but I also was blessed because she made wonderful peach cobbler. She was a great, she was <laughs> a great go. cook. And she would say, pastor, you know, I just want you to know there's a peach cobbler with your name on it over at the house. Oh, and awesome. we would, we would certainly make it an opportunity. So God bless the encourages, you don't have to be ordained to be to embrace the ministry of encouragement. You don't have to be a biblical scholar to read your Bible and allow that Bible to inform your living. Uh, and Mrs. Oliver is an example of that. And I dedicate this podcast to the memory of Mrs. Mrs. Oliver, a great encourager, she yes. and her family. But she sounds like a great, great role model for you and what we're all about here on the Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. I want to remind everybody that you can connect up to this podcast at the website tobeencouraged.com, T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-R-A-G-E-D.com and at Apple Podcasts and other places. So let me leave you with this thought, Bishop, then I'd like for you to pray us out, if you will. Mrs. Oliver sounds like a great example of this. One of the great passages about faith is from, uh, from Hebrews chapter 11, and verses 39 and 40 say this, all were commended for their faith, like Mrs. Oliver, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together would they be made perfect. My Lord. So would you just speak to anything you want to speak to about this and pray us out? I think only together they would be made, we would be made perfect. God's presence is with all those who have been faithful. Uh, and I believe that uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., people from our own family, people famous and people that have never made it to the headlines of any, any paper or article are cheering us on from the great cloud of witnesses. We are made stronger together in Christ Jesus. Let me close. Let me close in prayer with the words of this song. Lead me, guide me, 
along the way. For if you lead me, I cannot stray. Lord, let us walk each day with thee. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. Lord, lead us, guide us along the way. For we know if you lead us, we cannot stray. Lord, let us walk one with another, knowing that as we walk together in encouragement, that we will be able to face the challenges of life. And nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you, O God, for those who hear this podcast. May they know that they are loved. And there is nothing they can do about it. Amen. Friends, you've been listening to the inaugural episode of the Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Thank you for joining us. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, Please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.